This week in Nintendo Main, Nintendo has so many directs that they're just rolling them out one after another. Octopath. More like two fucking long path. The city has become a center of violence and crime where no one is safe. Amid this turmoil, a group of determined young podcasters has sworn to clean up the city. Among them are Axel Johnson, Blaze Makowski, and Skate Snitter. They are willing to risk anything, even their lives, on the Nintendo Main Podcast. And I got a message for you. <laughs> Blaze is appropriate for me. I get to be Axel. Yep. Welcome, to, welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast episode. I drive a blazer. You do. It's true. You probably didn't even know that. Uh, episode one thirty seven. We are back. Well, we didn't really go anywhere, but we're here again on on schedule to talk to you about Nintendo games and Nintendo related news and such and all that stuff. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Roy Troyd Johnson. I'm Jeremy. I drive a blazer, Bukowski. I'm John. Announced GTA 5 in the direct tomorrow. Damn it, knitter. Oh, doing those predictions early. Early at yep. the top here. That's yeah. not a prediction. That's a demand. Yeah. That was a demand. Yes. I, then I'm Trey. Uh, enough with the directs, Johnson. <laughs> I like Roy Troy better, though, because that actually made me laugh out loud, which I'll talk about later when we get to games. But yeah, and in case you haven't heard, uh, Nintendo, uh, they decided that they had way too, way too many directs, so they needed to roll them out like one after another and, and make everyone... Uh, Incredibly not excited about each one, so at least that's what I've gotten after after these after the three of them in a row. But it's rather piecemeal, or should I say, indirect of them. Yeah, <laughs> I could, they could have at least waited a couple of weeks or one week. But yeah, the last like three weeks, there's been like three directs. There's supposed to be another one tomorrow, which of course we'll talk about for our topic this week. But let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about our purchases for the week or what we've been playing for the week. I got I got some stuff. You want me to go first? Sure. Do it. So uh, I went out of town for a week to Lake Ozark, Missouri, and I went to this uh, consignment place that Jess and I always go to called the Bear Market, which is just a giant place that has a whole lot of stuffed bears in it and stuff like that, and you find a lot of cool stuff. And uh, they're one of those places that, like, sells all their games for, like, the same price. So, like, I found, you know, they, all of their GameCube games are $5, like, no matter what they are. So I got some, I got some GameCube games from there. Nice. And I got some really good deals actually. I got a I bought I bought Legend of Wrestling 2 just for the fun of it for $5. But I also got a Mario the baseball game, the Mario Super Baseball for 5, which is like normally going for like 40. Like like for and this is like complete in box and all that with the wow. with the booklet in it. Good for, deal. For I'm really surprised that a place like that still would sell video games and not think, "Oh, eBay." Yeah. I can sell for a lot more. Well, they have like a very, very, very small video game area. Like there's a very small area with games in it. And it's just like the games are just set. So like GameCube games are five dollars. Like all that like all that era, like PS2, Xbox, GameCube, those are all five dollars. And then like there's some Wii three sixty PS three 
those are $10. So it's like mm. those those places are always hilarious. Like I found a pawn shop in Chicago actually that was like that. They sold all of their games for 5 bucks no matter what it was. And I bought a I bought Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess for Wii there for $5. I bought Heavy Rain there for $5. Like they had a bunch of fucking games that you could just buy for $5. And the Heavy Heavy Rain wasn't even that that old. I think it was still selling for like 40 or something. But it was just one of those places they just don't they don't care to. I don't know. Maybe they they don't think the games are worth anything, or they just don't don't give a shit. But I feel bad for whoever traded games in there because what do you get like two dollars for your GameCube Probably. game? You My know? thought is some places like thrift stores, especially, just think of them as like CDs or DVDs. They don't yeah. treat them as something separate. It's just sure. like yeah. it goes in with the CDs or it goes in with the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times when they're buying that stuff, they buy buy them bulk. A lot of things. Like here's a yeah. box. They just look over the box and what's oh, that worth? Twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much probably that's got to be because oh yeah, I bought I bought two nunchucks for six dollars. That's three dollars a nunchuck. That was fucking amazing. And I bought a PlayStation Three controller. Totally works. Five bucks. Nice for a PS Three controller. That's like that's like forty fifty dollars used like online on eBay. I was I was so surprised that it was like I was like this has to be broken. I take it home, plug it into the system, works fine. Everything works fine. Like all the CDs are fine. Like I bought a I bought a Wii. I bought a Wii for thirty dollars there. That was that was pretty good. Like with uh, it didn't have a controller, but I already have like tons of controller here controllers mm-hmm. here, so it doesn't matter. But my uh, as John knows when he was here in Chicago, my Wii the output like was going out. Like you remember we played tried to play Mario Party, and sometimes it was all squiggly and you couldn't see the TV. Uh, you remember yeah. that right? Where you couldn't see the games. So some of the games we like. We just didn't know what was happening because the uh, mm. output was slowly going out. Well, I got a new Wii to replace that, and uh, Justin and I played Mario Mario Party Four on it. Works great. It's a uh, so you know so I have like the the um, component out and all that, so it looks it's all HD. So how many Wiis is that for you now? Three, but one of them doesn't work that well. But I mean, thirty dollars for a whole Wii. I mean, fuck yeah. That's with with the connectors and stuff. With I'm not using the connectors, of course, because I already have them. But no, 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 uh, no remote, but. And everything, I don't think they test anything also. They're kind of just like, hey, you know, like for the games, they're like, all sales are final. You can't return anything. They're like, if, uh, they're like, you got three days to return the controllers or the um, system if it doesn't work. But my mom has a Wii hooked up at her condo. So we went home and tested it and it worked fine. So, and it even came with a Call of Duty. (laughs) It had a Call of Duty game in it. Even funnier. So I got a free, I got another free game on top of all that. Was it a uh, yeah? Call of Duty Black Ops was in the uh, was in the was in the system upside down. <laughs> it was flipped, which <laughs> is hilarious. Oh. So it's kind of scratched, and I can't really play it that well. But I I tried to play it, and it kept like disc erroring. But yeah, I got a free sort of working game in there with it. <laughs> it's pretty funny because because that's it. I needed that because that's the only way I could test the nunchucks because nothing mm-hmm. none of the games that my mom has really have nunchuck support. So, but yeah, that was my uh, that was my. Uh, thrift store find which is, I was just amazed that all that stuff was so cheap you know I mean three dollar nunchucks that's uh I don't know if you need that's it. the kind of stuff I literally have dreams about three dollars three dollar nunchucks and finding yeah. cheap games and cheap <laughs> controllers yeah. and stuff yeah I even texted Jeremy and asked him if he wanted a monkey ball because I found super monkey ball there for five dollars and it was like this is so cheap like I should get it anyway you know because that's another one that goes for like 30 or 40 yeah. Like and these were all like all of them were complete in box with the with instruction manual, so it's like crazy. I didn't expect. And normally, I, I I haven't really found any cool. They they have a bigger video game section now than they did before. So next thing you know, I'll come in there and everything will be like priced up higher, and then you won't be able to get anything. 
but you never know. Like some some people like that figure it out, and then they start like actually checking prices and raising their prices for stuff. Mm. But there's this place in Lincoln I used to go to all the time that would put their games like I was saying. They put them in with like CDs and DVDs, or sometimes with books. Like oh, yeah. if it was in a box, it would be in with the books. So I had a good time like going there and casing out. I'd find original NES games and sometimes Super Nintendo games and stuff, and they were never anything too special. One time I found a copy of Prince of Persia for the NES in box. Oh. I think I paid like two or three bucks for it, and I think yeah. I sold it for like 40 I, I should have held on to it, but I didn't really care that much about it at mm-hmm. the time. And I was just going to see if I could flip it, which I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was so excited that, you know, a couple months later I went back to Lincoln for some other reason. But that was like my primary thought in my head was going to that place. And uh, the video games have been they still had a bunch of video games, but they had an auction now and everything's yeah. like a silent auction mm-hmm. and they were like on a display. So you could go up and you could look at them and it was once, it, once again, it wasn't like anything special, but it was a lot of old NES games. And I was like, man, I wouldn't mind buying these, but I had to make a bid. So I made a bid, but I think someone outbid me. My friend, uh, my friend, Justin Howard, he was on, well, I, I played an old episode of a different podcast that I used to do before podcasts were called that. Um, but Justin Howard, the uh, air guitar master, who I did an interview with him for Negative World, which was my internet show before I knew what a podcast was. But uh, he he found uh, he found three NES games sealed at a thrift store for like five dollars each, and one of those games oh. was Mega Man Two, which is fucking wow. insane. That's got to be worth a lot. Wow. Yeah, it was it was Mega Man Two, Star Wars, and I don't remember what the third one was. But these, but these See, were it was like, probably worth a pretty pity back then, but it's worth more now. Yeah. Well, this was yeah, like even that Star Wars would be worth a lot. So that was sure. like eleven yeah. years ago. Well, this was like the early two thousands when he found this at a store, and of course he bought them all. But I forget what the third yeah. one was. I want to say like Mickey Mouse Capades or something like that, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that game sucks. Uh, I don't know exactly how much. Uh, what? What? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, I remember he found three completely sealed, which is crazy. There was, I remember there was that place like uh, sort of across the street from me to the uh, Three Stars thrift store where uh, Jeremy and I went in there and we found like uh, a GameCube for like, was it like eight bucks? Like, mm-hmm. as is. And then I went back in there again and all their games were marked up. So they figured it out because they were selling like all their movies for like a dollar and they were selling GameCube for like eight bucks. And uh, I went back in there and everything was not, it wasn't cheap anymore. And I think I bought, what I, I bought a, Excite Bike sixty four there too for five dollars, and you just none of their games were five dollars anymore. When we went back, they they they'd obviously looked online and figured out that shit was worth more. So I, I saw a lot for that was like ten, twenty, even thirty for some of them. So you know, places like that, people figure it out, and then it's not fun anymore. But hopefully next year when we go to the to the bear market, there'll be uh, some more stuff like that. But yeah, that was my big purchase. I actually has to do with kind of the topic for me for this week, but. I bought part one of the uh, Messenger soundtrack off of uh, Bandcamp or whatever. It's one of those things where it's like pay whatever you want, you know, like pay a minimum. Mm-hmm. Or So it was like $7, and I bought the first soundtrack, the 8-bit soundtrack. There's actually – they split it up. It's by a Rainbow Dragon Eyes is the, is the name of the band, I believe. Yeah, Rainbow Dragon Eyes. But there's there's two of them. There's, there's the 8-bit version, and there's the Super Nintendo, the 16-bit version. So they're basically – they're called like the past and the future, but you can buy both of them. And the soundtrack is really fucking great, so I I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't yet. They didn't just sell it as a double album. I mean, you could probably I don't know. It, it's like through a like I said, it's through like a Bandcamp thing. So uh, okay. they're just they're they're separate. Yeah. I just bought the first one because 
I hadn't gotten to the 16-bit part at the time, and I wanted to wait on it. I didn't want to listen to it before I got to it. So, But I was listening to, and I listened to it all the way through, and there's some really crazy good stuff towards the end that I haven't gotten to yet. But it is it is pretty Spoilers. cool. I, I, don't, I, don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's on like Spotify or anything, but if it is, definitely listen to it. I think it's. I think it might even challenge uh, Celeste for uh, for great soundtracks. I think it even challenges Celeste for better game for better indie game. But I haven't beat it all the way, so I don't know. I've actually stayed with it longer than I did Celeste, so that's the thing. But I mean, I I uh, I guess we get into that. But I did want to talk about that game because uh, I've been super super impressed by it. Like I've been very. Uh, it's it's already it's already on my top ten list of the year. It's already hopped on there. Wow. So. I mean, unless it like sucks in the end or something, I haven't fully beaten it, but I definitely keep wanting to play it because it's so interesting. Like the game, like it really has you guessing. Like a lot of it, it keeps changing, and there's a lot of like really funny stuff in it, and the and the writing's really good there. And it's a uh, my middle name. What I said was from a was a line from the messenger because they uh, they like to reference other games. Like there's a part there's a part where you get a where you get like the ability to climb walls, and the guy's like, oh yeah, John John Guyden taught me that. Like, a, you know, that's from like Ninja Gaiden. And then later, I don't, there's a part where you become a different thing than what you are. And you run into a guy that's like, that buys a charge beam. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Roy Troyd left that. <laughs> left that here. You Roy can have Troy. it now. So I thought that was funny. But there's some hilarious uh, stuff in it. And like, there's this recurring thing with the shopkeeper. Like the shopkeeper has become like my favorite character in the whole game. But, uh, you know, you go there and you buy stuff from him. But you can actually, you can also talk to him and he'll tell you stories. And, like, for every area that you're at, he'll tell you a different story. And he also has this cabinet in his in his uh, shop that you can't touch until later in the game. But if you keep, like, touching the ga- touching the cabinet, he'll tell you this really long story about, like, goals and uh, changing your, changing as a person and, and, like, achieving goals and stuff like that that you can't skip. So it's hilarious that he makes you sit through this really long but it's actually a pretty insightful story about like uh, life. But yeah, so it's a little bit like <laughs> the way Rossetti punishes you in Animal Crossing. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Too. Yeah, yep. where he's like, if you keep touching this cabinet, I'm going to tell you this really long story. And I like all of his stories, so I just kept doing it, and I read through it, and it's like, yeah, it's just talking to you about like achievement, like like life achievements, and like having goals, and like by the time you get to the goals, you might be a completely different person, and not really want that goal anymore. And it's like this super like insightful, deep conversation about uh about life. I thought that was great. There's also the very first story that I heard from him. I thought it was pretty amazing. So I'm gonna say it on here, just because. But uh, he says here's there's a story of a servant who had who didn't know how to read, and uh, the servant's master asked him to read something, to read like his uh whatever his paper, and he's like I can't read. So like the master like fires him. And the guy leaves, you know, he, he gets kicked out. He's walking around town trying to find a tea shop, and there's no tea shops there. So he's like, you know what, I'm going to open a tea shop. So he opens a tea shop there. He ends up getting, he ends up becoming rich off of all these tea shops. And, uh, you know, he's looking through, like his uh, one of his uh, servants or assistants or whatever is looking through his documents. And he's like, hey, you should look at this. And he's like, oh, well, I, I can't read. He's like, well, imagine how far you would have gotten if you if you could read, or how much farther you would have gotten. He's like, well, if I could read still, I'd still be a servant. And that's that. That's that story. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool, but yeah, no, there's a lot of fun stuff in there like that. There's some pretty hilarious moments. Like, like I said, I can't really. I wish it was like a spoiler cast so I could talk about all the funny stuff that happens in the game. But there's like stuff that just it like kind of references itself. It doesn't really take itself seriously. There is kind of a part. I'll, I'll spoil it. It's it's not that big, but 
you at the very beginning of the game you you're uh you're with all these other ninjas and they're like teaching you how to like fight or whatever you're in this like ninja clan and towards the end of the game when it starts turning into a metroidvania game which it changes like part part way through you can go all the way back to the beginning and talk to those ninjas and they ask you like how your like how your life was or what you've been doing and your character says uh well it's a lot harder than i expected but the soundtrack's really good <laughs> that's basically what he says to them and i'm like that's exactly that's exactly what I fe- how I felt about this game, but it's just funny stuff like that where it's kind of like so so self referential, but uh yeah the game's really cool. Uh, it starts off as like an action game, uh, very much reminiscent of like uh, Ninja Gaiden I guess, uh, but it's it, it but it also reminds me a lot of like um, Celeste in the way that where like you can you hit one person and then you get another jump after that. So so you have a little thing under you that'll show that. So it's the same sort of way in that where you can jump again. But the reason that I like this one a lot better than Celeste is that I don't have to deal with the shitty control pad of the of the uh, pro controller. Like there's no possible chance of me going the wrong way into spikes or anything like that because there's not a mechanic like that where you have to shoot like in a certain way. You just hit the guy and then you can jump again. Even though it does get really difficult and there was a couple times where I was like really frustrated with it where I almost gave up on it, which I did with it, which I did on Celeste, but I kept going because I wanted to get to the Metroidvania part, and that Metroidvania part's like kind of almost like Metroidvania light. Like you can still die and stuff. It's not everything's like you can fall down pits and and die. There's not like everything's connected, but but it does change up the game a lot and it keeps it fresh. I think a lot of people have been talking down on that, but I think in the end it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I I super recommend it. It's like really good. I've been liking it a lot. Uh. I've been. I played it for like I don't know. I played it for like three hours last night, just trying to get just trying to get to the Metroidvania part. And I got there, and I think it's more fun once you get there. It's just imagine like playing a game where you keep going like to get to the next part. You keep going to the right, to the right, and then you get to a part where you can go back through all that stuff and try to figure out, try to find stuff that you missed and collect other things. And there's also like warps in there where you can go in between the 16-bit and the 8-bit. So the world will change depending on like maybe there's a tree that was destroyed in one part or there's an open like there's like a path with water that wasn't there before in the past and in the future. And you go back and forth and try to find stuff like that. And it's really cool because like the, the graphics and the music changes like whenever you do that, like it'll go from like 16 bit to 18 bit. So do the, the different levels of graphics remember res- yeah. represent different time periods? Yeah, yeah. They, so like the nicer the graphics, the more in the future you are or whatever. Yeah. Not to spoil too much, but you basically get thrown into a time pit at one point and your guys disappeared into, for like centuries. And then he comes back and it's 16 bit. That's basically what happens. It's like he, uh, it's, it's sort of like, uh, like Ocarina of time ish, I guess, you know, where he's been asleep from for however long and then he wakes up. Everything's prettier. Or like in a pitball of Mayan adventure when you rescue your dad and spoiler, he looks like the Atari guy still. Even though it's a 16-bit game. Oh, really? I never got that far. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, no, it's basically it's supposed to be a passage of time, and it, and it, and it works with that too. Like when you're doing the um, once you get to the Metroidvania part, when the time actually you use the time to unlock puzzles or solve puzzles, it's basically like, oh, you need to plant this thing for centuries. How would you do that? And it's like same kind of like Ocarina of Time, where you plant and it plant it, and then you go to the future, and it's a different thing. But I've been having a lot of fun with it, so I just wanted to talk about that. Cool. That's for, twenty bucks, right? Uh, I got it for less than fifteen, I think, because but it was on, it was on sale. I don't know what the regular. Oh right, you said that before. It, it was on sale before it was released. Yeah, and there's also I think it's on sale now if you bought other games, like if you bought like Minute or uh, 
Enter the Gungeon or some other stuff, like you can get it on sale. But I don't think it's, yeah, I don't feel like it's maybe 20 at the most, but I bought mine for less. I feel like I got it for less than 15. So it might be 15 regularly, but it's totally worth a look. It's a lot of fun. Do you know how long that game is? The Messenger? Yep. I don't know. I mean, I, I played it the whole time while I was in Missouri. So I put some time into it. I'd say like, I don't know. I feel like I put like close to 10 hours into it. But I, I know I'd say that for most things. I wish that the Switch would actually tell you what you put in there instead of like more than two or whatever. You know, it doesn't give you. I wish it would give you an exact time. That really pisses me off so much. Like I, they really need to put an update on there. I, it, I wish it was like the 3DS. The 3DS where it like ranks all of your games, says like how long you played them, like says like what your longest play time was. I love that shit. I don't know why they got rid of that. Like 3DS had it the had it perfect. Like where it. It was in a book and it would rank everything from like one to however many games you've played and you can look at like everything you played and like how, you know, I miss that shit. And even like on the Wii that you could go back to any day since you started playing the Wii and see how many hours you or how much time you played each game that day. Oh, sure. Yeah. You could do that. It even tell you like how much you use Netflix, which was insane. Yeah. Sometimes I was reading somewhere this week about this, the file size of the 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 switch OS is like remarkably small. It's something like it's kilobytes. I was gonna say, oh, oh yeah, kilobytes. Oh, right? do you say? I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's like zero point five. There's like nothing well, in that's there. That's why it loads so fast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, that had to have been part of it. They're probably like, one, let's get the switch out as fast as possible because they had to cut the development cycle since the Wii U was a failure. And then two, they're saying, oh, we want it to load fast, so the slimmer the OS, the the better right yeah and all that i think plays into that yeah no i understand that but i still would love to like i just it's i think it's always cool to be able to see how long you've spent in each game and i think uh like i, I would i tried to look at like what the because it'll record your time like on your um file or whatever but it looked like it was doing the same thing that uh xenoblade was where it's like if you have it in sleep mode it's counting the sleep mode time because like the second time i went to play it it told me that i'd played it for 16 hours and i'm like oh that's not true <laughs> I only oh, played it for like two hours. So, so even if it's in sleep mode, it's still counting up. Yeah. Because like I played it and then I played it again. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you added like you added like 13 hours to this, even though I didn't, you know. So so that I can't really tell from I think there. that's happened to me with Octopath as well, because I, I've not played over 70 hours of that game. At least I don't think I have. Yeah. It says, uh, yeah, I, I was looking at your, uh, I was looking at your time on there because I thought that was about like, where isn't it like supposed to be around like 70, I guess, like for the main game, I think. Uh, depends on how you go through it. Yeah. What does it say? I on... mean, if you do everything, it's a lot longer. Mm. If you just blaze through it and try to just get your main character's story done, you can get through it pretty quick. Yeah. I wanted well, to. Well, you still have to. I mean, you really can't because you have to grind, but. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that too. Talk about how yeah, far we'll you are on, a, on Octopath. Uh, that, I think that's, that's all that I got game. for the week or all that I could mention that I played and, and uh, wanted to talk about. This week, it's mostly be the messenger. Well, I played Dragon Quest Eight also on the 3DS while I was at home, while I was on vacation. So that kind of split that between that and the messenger. But uh, yeah, do you guys get anything? I got nothing this week. Surprise! You know, there's a bunch of 99 cent games on there. Not that you should get those, but they are yeah, on there. <laughs> there's a bunch of them on there. I felt like it was kind of more of a waste of time to get them than I don't know. I'd rather sometimes there's games for even less than that, like 79 cents. Yeah, I'd rather play. Uh, I'd rather pay more for a game that I'll actually play than a than a ninety nine cent game, you know, because I might play it like one time and just be like, whatever, just scoff at it. Yeah, I already went through that phase with the 
Xbox 360 when they went to that where they started selling a bunch of like one dollar games. Mm. When their indie thing first like started blowing up, I downloaded all these ridiculous games because they were ninety nine cents. Sure, I, I still have them, but they're terrible. Some I've only played, you know, for less than a minute. Yeah, I thought about getting like a I don't know like Astro Bears or like Robonauts or One Strike or whatever, but I'm like I've got all these other games that I'm trying to. Play What's that one I bought? Oh. Energy Invasion. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's game. the one I have. My bargain game. I think it was, it was like three or five dollars. It was one of the two. It was super cheap. That game was great. I watched. I watched your play of that. It's not bad. YouTube. It's worth the money. I think, <laughs> especially at the time when there was a much smaller library of games on the Switch. For sure. I mean, and like these ninety-nine cent ones. Like I have enough gold ones, gold things where I could just not pay anything for it. But at the same time, I really don't want to. I mean, you did, but so what have you have you been playing anything, John? No, nothing, nothing. Didn't buy anything. Um, well, I, I mean, just the usual suspects, you know, Rocket League and played Rocket uh, League I did for, play a little bit more for two minutes. Trap. Okay, uh, Rocket League had an update this week. Hey, yeah, no, I uh, saw that. Yeah, it was a pretty big one. Like cross um, network got, or something? What's that? Cross network, right? I yeah, it, it always it has been. You know, cross network. You always play against Xbox and all that stuff. But uh, as I understand it, there's more um, things you can do with creating parties. I haven't looked into it too much, but you have a, like a team name now. I've noticed that you can have a team name. It'll rather than saying blue team or orange team, you can create your own team name and it'll have that team name when you, when you win. The other thing is that it now shows the XP and not only that, uh, but your, your, your meter leading up to your next, XP upgrade after each match. So you have a better understanding of how you're progressing, which really adds a lot of incentive to keep playing. And I was finding that, you know, as I was uh, winning each match um, and watching the meter go up, I was like, oh, I want to play again because I'm almost at an XP upgrade. Mm. Um, the more points you get, then you can get to how they different get you. Uh, levels, different classes and stuff. So That's how they get you. Yeah, that's which, how they get you. Yeah, I don't think it's, more. it's a pretty cool upgrade. So, have you seen any uh, especially offensive team names yet? How like how are the <laughs> how are the filters on these names? They now have a thing where you can report offensive team names. I've oh, okay. noticed that. Have you done it? I report no. I, I reported somebody for an offensive name this week though. Their name was Cumbucket. So oh, oh but that's yeah. but that's Maybe so creative. Be, you know, that's such a creative name. You should you should uh, be like hey. What a what a name! Like I'm, I would have never thought of that. You did great. Maybe it was some sort of college joke. <laughs> maybe it was. Or no. Yeah, maybe they really meant chum bucket, and they just couldn't fit, fit it all <laughs> in there. <laughs> Either way, he should think better of himself. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, don't ban him for that. I mean, I guess he's stuck with that name, right? They they should make you. Can you change your names? They should make you just stay with your name forever. And that's what. Uh, I think you can. I know that was like a whole a big thing on PlayStation Three about like not being able to change your name ever. So, so if you made yourself a Cumbucket Five Thousand, you'll be stuck with that forever. Even this reminds you, me, yeah. Even as you go into PS Four, something that happened. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Trey. Oh no, I'm just saying it's just that was just always funny with the PlayStation Network where you you can't like if you want to keep your trophies but change your name, you can't do it. Like even if you want to go into PlayStation Four, you can you have to keep that. So if your name is as bad as like. Come bucket five thousand. You just have to live with that, man. If you, if you want to keep all your all your platinum trophies and shit, that's you gotta own it. That's, that's your name forever. So this reminds me of uh, it just had a flashback of uh, years ago in the late nineties when I was like a 
sophomore and junior in high school, we didn't have a computer yet. I don't know if I've talked about web TV on on our podcast before, but we had web TV. So it was just this device that. that connected directly to the television. And then, you know, you put your phone line through it and you couldn't use your phone while you were using it. But uh, it had like a wireless keyboard and stuff, which was pretty cool. But um, mm-hmm. I was in I was only allowed to go to the Christian chat rooms because, of <laughs> course, it's on the family TV and I'm being watched while I'm using it. I wasn't like yeah. having any private mm-hmm. conversations, really. So I was inside in a Christian chat room talking to this girl and, you know, talking to other people, too. Like at this point, I I had frequented the chat room and had some friends there and stuff. Um, someone came into the chat room and it looked like they typed the word come, but they were like, <laughs> Hey guys, you, you totally got to try this type the word come. And like a lot of people, like a lot of Christian teenagers were either naive or whatever. They didn't care, mm-hmm. but they all started typing come in. And they, all got, <laughs> they all immediately got kicked out. Well, it turns out this person was typing C U R N or something like that. That looked like because of the font of the chat room, Look it like, looked like yeah. it said come, but it wasn't the actual word come. <laughs> yeah. And so this person oh. came in and trolled the whole room and got like 15 people kicked out. I didn't fall for it. I remember mm. feeling proud of myself. But <laughs> the girl I was talking to typed it in and she got kicked out and Hilarious. I didn't talk to her anymore that day. It was just, you just got kicked out for like a day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Think about what you did and then you're forgiven tomorrow. But it was like an, it was like a bot or whatever. Yeah. That would just kick you out for saying certain words. It happened to me all the time. Like I would occasionally say cuss words just for fun. Like if instead <laughs> of logging out, I'd just say like, fuck. Yeah, and then they kick you out. <laughs> that's a way to go. I mean, if you got to go, just say fuck, and then you're done. Like that's the way. Yeah, to go. I don't know why that that came to me like that. that was, it's a pretty good prank. I gotta be honest. That was a good, that was a good that's internet a good troll. Prank, yeah, like especially for that time. It's like the uh, it's like the Pen Fifteen Club. Do you remember that? Did you guys uh-huh. ever do that? That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Uh, have you like have you beaten? The, did you make it all the way through Night Trap, John? You said you were playing it again. Have you been? No, I haven't made it all the way through. Mm. No. I actually I haven't played it since we uh since we talked about it last week, and I didn't get the just because my money was kind of tight for the vacation. I ended up not getting uh that late shift game, but I do st- still really want to play it. Like I think it looks cool, but I, I did not get around to getting it yet. Yeah, but I'll probably get that too. There's there's also uh we mentioned it a uh, there's a SNK football game that I really want to play that I actually haven't played yet. So yeah, what was that called again? I don't know. Uh, arcade football. Or something. So I did get, uh, I did play Night Trap a few more times. I actually did found you? out I did, I did the best on it the time that I played it while I was, I was like watching YouTube and playing it at the same time, and like something about not being distracted by the audio actually made me play it a little better, or maybe I just got lucky. But I captured twenty-seven. That's my record now. Oh wow, nice. How many do you have to get to beat it? Ninety-five. Are I've you still serious? Been failing at the exact same spot every time. You have to, you have to get fucking ninety-five of those guys. 95 is a perfect game. Oh, yeah, because the game is like 30 okay. minutes or something, right? And I well, only that means played that it was for like halfway eight. through the game because so there's a possible like 40 something. Yeah. It's a. Right, right. It's, I think a, it's about 30 minutes. It's a football frenzy, is the football game, by the way. Looking at it right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, uh, Jeremy, what do you think of Night Trap now that you had a little bit more time to play it and get used to it? I still can't really like bring myself to play it more than once at a time. Like, I'll play it. I'll lose and I'll be like, fuck this game. And I won't play yeah. it for a couple of days. So <laughs> it's not a game so much as at this point, it's like a challenge. Like I want to get through it. I think once I get through it and I can watch the whole uninterrupted scenes and appreciate it more as a piece of art, mm. not just as a video game, yeah. maybe I'll feel differently. But right now it's just kind of frustrating. Mm. Did you... I could see, you know, if I had, this was the only game I had and 
I was a teenager and the year was 1995 or whatever. You might kind of like, like care it. more. Yeah. <laughs> well, did, did, so yeah, if you, you were, if you were, if you had to make a choice between using the internet on your family TV, on your web TV, <laughs> going in a Christian chat room to get your thrills or playing night trap and seeing scantily yeah. clad women in the bathroom, what would be your choice? You know what? Oh, I got to play it in the bathroom instead of in the living room. Is that what you mean, or that they're oh, in the no, bathroom? The bathroom scene. I was referencing the bathroom scene. I was, like, scene. Yeah. I, was saying, I was just about the family TV set up in the bathroom. Like, hey, sorry, mom and dad, I'm going to play night trap. <laughs> it's like moving the whole TV into the bathroom. I, I think my favorite thing about night trap is listening to that video that I edited into our podcast into our episode last week. It was uh-huh. Just it was going through that uh that senator hearing of like uh, the people versus night trap or whatever because that is fucking oh, hilarious. Yeah. I love that girl. That, I love the girl that goes against like video game magazines and accuses them of teaching how to murder. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. It's just that stuff. Like, I, I that stuff cracks me up so much, especially like when they're talking about like how like the game turns you into a rapist and all this stuff, and it's like nothing trains you that to happens. trap and kill women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like uh, it's ridiculous. Just like the way they, yeah, just the way they phrase things. It's like, okay. An answer to your yeah. question, though, John, I think I'd still choose web TV because 14, 15 year old me really thought I was going to get me, a, you know, get a girlfriend or something through that. Like, <laughs> so I still would have just kept chugging along, talking to hot babes online. Mm. But you could have, well, you could impress the girls and you'd be like, hey, uh, I, I can beat Night Trap in 30 minutes with the good ending. All the Christian girls, Check it out. <laughs> maybe they would have liked me. They would have been afraid of me. They'd be like, he's done. He's played that murder simulator. He's they, dangerous. Yeah, they like the bad guys. They'd be like, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> My mom and dad said he's a dangerous boy. <laughs> he plays that night trap. <laughs> I like guys who uh, play night trap. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to. So I was. So when you were playing it, Jeremy, and you got all those extra guys. Did you actually find the color like in the game, like by listening to the people? Yeah, I le- I have found it two different times. Okay, I, I was in the right room at the right t- right time, and they uh-huh. said change it to this color or whatever. Okay, um, one of the times they said change it to the color, and I did it right away, and that didn't work. And then I realized you had to like give it some time, as though they were actually walking to the place to change the color, and it took a second. Oh, weird. Um, which was kind of frustrating because I'm like, all right, I'm on it. Well, I guess and you're missing the next couple of guys because of it. Well, I guess it helps though. Like if you know the first color, then you'll like be able, you, you know, then you'll have like a kind of a. You, well, it's you, by you have a little bit of time. The first color for that, like huh. what's it like the first four or five minutes of the game? Yeah. So if you just leave it on that and just go to every room and uh, spam the button, you'll catch them. But yeah, once they start, once they switch it the first time, it seems like they switch it pretty frequently after that. Mm. Yeah, that's about as far as I could get as I would, because I never found the part where they talked about the colors. So I would just find one and catch a bunch of guys and then, and then guess until I found one and then I got some more, you know. But having, like, if it were, if you were able to immediately start where you failed, then I would for sure kept playing it. But uh, that's the fact you got to watch all that video again. Yeah. Is really frustrating, and it does let you skip the intro, which is kind of nice. I didn't realize that at first. Mm, yeah. So that does shave off a couple minutes, but you're still like back to zero, zero, zero of the actual game every time. Yeah, it'd be nice if there was like some sort of rewind button or something on there where you could kind of go back just to like the one that you missed or whatever, like once you started missing them and like do it again. But I guess that would make the game quicker to beat. I guess I don't know. I wonder how it would run if if people have gotten it to run on an emulator 
where you could do save states. Because I mean, since it's a video-based game, I don't know mm-hmm. if the file works that way. But I don't know if it's converted to some standard format an emulator could run. Maybe it would let you. I think when I when I emulated it, I don't think I could do a save state. Yeah, I don't think I did that because it would just take you back to whatever part of the video you were in. I could see it being done. I don't know. But it would have to also save every input you had put up to that point to Mm -hmm. maintain accuracy. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand emulators, but they do their magic somehow. <laughs> it's it's devil work is what it is. Yeah, especially when you're running Night Trap on it. Yeah, all them uh, stealing with them emulators. Uh, but spe- I haven't even gotten to the point where, it, like, you know, I haven't seen anything that implies it's a horror movie other than the se- the cheesy setup. But I haven't seen no monsters or anything, just the creepy, crawly guys that look yeah. like uh, bad guys from the Power Rangers. Yeah, they're supposed to be like vampires, but you've never seen teeth or anything or anything that indicates they're vampires. Just giant hooks. You see a dead body hanging upside down at one point. Oh, wow. Scandalous. Yeah, super scandalous. (laughs) Scary. I didn't buy anything, but I did play a hell of a lot of Octopath. And the reason why Trey, you know, I think Trey's (laughs) kind of doing the same thing as me. He he wants, well, Trey, even more than me, I'm sure, wants to play Dragon Quest XI. Yeah. I have only, in the past probably three or four weeks, I started to get excited about the game and really interested in it because I read some articles about it and read, you know, some stuff from people that had played it already in the Japanese Mm -hmm. version and, so you know, trying to stay spoiler free, but Mm -hmm. just reading about it and then, like, doing a little more, like, just reading about the culture of how it's different over in Japan, how it's, you know, like a cultural phenomenon even Mm -hmm. now and how, like... Whether they don't want game, the Dragon Quest games released on weekdays because, like, those days become record days that people call into work and call mm-hmm. into school. Well, that uh, so like the, yeah. go- the government only lets you release it on the weekend. Were we talking mm-hmm. about that with uh, Dan? Is that who it was? Well, that's actually, um, I mean, that's it's it's not be like they were never asked to change the release date of Dragon Quest. It was just a coincidental thing. Like, basically, Dragon Quest three is like probably the most popular Dragon Quest game in Japan, like, ever. And uh, when it, and it was released on a weekday, and yeah, everybody called into work, and they didn't go to school or whatever. But uh, the whole of them changing the release date of it, that was just something that happened. That didn't really... Ha- nobody forced them to do that. Like, it wasn't like a well, law Well, I figured that anything. sounded like the stuff of Urban Legend. But yeah, those are Urban I mean, Legend Once things. again, that it becomes part of the culture, yeah. even with having Urban Legends created about it. Um, but anyway, well, just like Night Trap and... <laughs> Once again, like, what I was getting at is that I really want to buy Dragon Quest Eleven, but Trey said, hey, why don't you you know, play through Octopath, beat that game? Yeah. And I mean, on one hand, I'm like, don't tell me what to do, Trey. But on the other hand, I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, shouldn't, like I saying, should finish an RPG. I wasn't like, saying I you had to. I haven't finished an RPG since uh, Color Splash, I don't think. It's the last yeah. one I played all the way through. So yeah. I bought, I've purchased several since then, but I haven't gone all the way through them. So I think it's time to finish this game. So I, I've been buckling down. I got to a boss on Tessa's chapter three that that I was stuck on for like two days. Yeah. It sucked. I bet it's the first time I've really gotten stuck in the game. Um, the le- the suggested level was like thirty, and I was at le- already at level like thirty eight mm. when I went to go take on the quest. And just even the normal bad guys were annihilating me, so I started grinding, grinded up to like level forty, and uh, got to the boss. And the boss would just annihilate me every time. And it got to the point where I was like, what am I supposed to do? Finally, I looked online 
and we looked a couple different places and it didn't really help me out that much. I didn't really learn anything I didn't already know. But everybody was like, you need a healer. I'm like, damn it. I've been playing without a healer the whole time. How? I've been trying to get through without a healer. Oh, you and need it's a healer. fun man. because I, I've been trying to be super offensive mm. yeah. uh, with my attacks and uh, with buffering. You know, I use the buffs a lot to like uh-huh. increase power of attacks and number of attacks. And I use the bewildering grace all the time to uh-huh. try to like spam experience bonuses and stuff. So that's the way I've been playing. But um, they're like, well, you, you need a healer. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to grind more anyway. So I guess I'm going to get take this character. That, I swear she was like at level seven. She was like really, really low. Uh, the, the cleric. I'd only beaten her first chapter and then just totally like abandoned mm-hmm. her. So I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll bring her in the party. I'll grind with her a little bit and we'll see how this goes. And within the first couple of battles, even though she was that low of a level, yeah. having her to just spam the healing was super helpful. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is dumb that I didn't just try this before, but there's no way I could beat the bad guy yet. It still took me like I kept going to the bad guy and he would still just kill me just as quickly. So I kept gaining levels. Finally, I got to level, I think, 48 Wow! with with my main character. Mm-hmm. And I had the, uh, the cleric up to level like 31. Um, so I really did. I grinded, I grinded, I ground, whatever, a lot. <laughs> and I finally beat that boss last night and i was just like oh my god like it felt great yeah don't get me wrong but it was just so frustrating that it took so long to beat that boss but since then i've beaten a couple more chapters like super easy because i'm i'm op now as they would say yeah um so i'm doing pretty good i just finished i just beat the boss in Hanet or whatever her name is and her uh chapter yeah. three um so i need to get um uh, ophelia i'm just going to keep the healer in the party i've yeah. kind of like given up on primrose i'm only going to bring her back if i decide to uh to spam the bewildering grace mm-hmm. so i got rid of her and now i just have the cleric the cleric and uh ophelia and she's great so i'm gonna go ahead and go do her th- well i'm gonna finish yeah I'm gonna finish Hanet's third chapter which i think i did i think i just beat the boss and in the in the cinematics as of when i called you guys and then um i'm gonna go do level three for uh the healer and Oh, yeah, I didn't mention I went and did her second chapter when I was grinding, too. Hmm. Um, then I'm going to be on everyone's chapter fours, and I don't know what's left after that. I don't know if there's a fifth chapter, and that's the final chapter, or if there's just one fifth chapter or what, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hopefully be done with this game in the next week or two. Do you, uh, I really want to buy Dragon Quest Eleven. I really like I read something about how it's like a really relaxing game. It's not like super stressful. Well, it's and a, like yeah. this game's really stressful sometimes. <laughs> Octopath Traveler is really stressful and really grueling. It can take it can take like forty five minutes to beat some of these bosses, depending on uh, what what party you have and how well you know what you're doing. And and I don't know, I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's worth it because you're not getting a whole lot of story, you're not getting much character development. Nobody's really interacting with each other. It doesn't feel like a traditional RPG in that regard. It feels super repetitive. Every it's always the same thing. You go into the town. You, you say, oh, I need, I'm here to do this, and it gives you a little recap. You find a character, they tell you, travel to this place. You go through this little section, and then you go to this place, and then you go, that's like a temple, and then you beat a boss, and then you go to the next chapter, and you do the exact same thing over and over again. And I don't know, just something about that repetition in particular is starting to really get to me and make me want to do something else. I, I think it's funny that you uh, 
that you want to give up one super traditional RPG for another even more super traditional RPG. Well, I, heard, I don't know. I heard Dragon Quest has more going on. It's more like lighthearted and fun. And yeah, but I mean, you're big bad. You were saying, and yeah. there's an overarching yeah reason for everybody to be doing what they're doing. Sure. I mean, they talk to each other That's, and stuff. It's not something that feels like it would just be released as a mobile game and you just got chapters or something, which is mm-hmm. kind of what I wouldn't say it's like a mobile game in in presentation at all, but Octopath could have totally been an episodic game the way it's structured. And uh, I don't think Dragon Quest could be. I think it's like one solid experience. Mm-hmm. Well, so don't. That's yeah, what I want. Just and to, plus it looks it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Just don't expect Dragon Quest to be like Final Fantasy VI because it's not in any way. I'll, I'll just tell you I'm, that. I'll just tell you that much. A lot like Final Fantasy VI, like all the like all the, the st- battle parts of it. No, I mean like the story, like the grand story and all that. Like I like Dragon Quest games, but their stories are not as grand as like the fan of Final Fantasies are. But I think that's fine. I mean, for for what it is. And you and you probably will run into the same sort of thing, like where you have to fight a boss for a long time in Dragon Quest as well. Like I had to grind for a long time to get through uh, one of the bosses in eight, and I actually basically had to grind until one of my characters had multi heal, so I could heal everybody at once, and that really helped out. But yeah, healers, you gotta have healers. I don't know why you went so far without having one, but well, uh, you need my it for hope everything. Is that I find the temple where you can give the secondary job. Yeah, but I haven't found that yet. I've only found the only secondary temple I found is a thief. So my main character is also a thief, which, and then I've maxed his skills out. Everybody's skills are maxed out that I have in my party, and I have all these crazy extra job points, like uh, thousands and thousands of extra job points that I don't need. Yeah, until I get those secondary jobs. Uh, that sucks. It, what what I've heard that re- one thing that I heard that really sucks about Octopath also is that your uh, your characters don't auto level. Like the ones that aren't in your party don't level. Nope. And if someone's dead, someone dies during battle, and you don't bring them back in time, they don't get anything. Yeah. Battle. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a uh, that's the same that's thing. That's pretty you, standard, but yeah, that's the same thing in Dragon Quest. Like, if your character's it ha- dead, it you get no when I beat that boss, exper- experience. Like, yeah. he, I, it was literally by the skin of my teeth, even though I was almost level fifty. Yeah. Um, I beat that boss with one character alive, with one like dying blow, of, like was my last hit. Like, if the boss hit me one more time, it was over, and I beat him. And only my main character, that's already so so much of a tank, he got a couple extra experience points. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like most games. If your character's yeah. dead, you don't get experience after you win. I know. Yeah. I mean, any you know, like I said, it is it is what it is. Octopath is what it is. I'm, I'm at, I've clocked over 50 hours now mm. of actual gameplay on the clock. So yeah. who knows how long it's actually been with the amount of times I've reset it and and stuff and how many times I've had to replay battles and it's just that I'm getting tired of the same game. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. necessarily like flawed like everybody says. It is what it is. It's the game that it set out to be entirely. Yeah. It's just hard as balls. It's a octo- and it really takes a commitment like you really have to want to f- at this point like I want to finish it, but I don't care that much anymore. I just want to finish it. Yeah. I just want it to be over. Oh. So it's a. You got a little bit of octopath fatigue, is, is what you're it's saying. It's like I felt playing Color Splash. Yeah, that was total <laughs> fatigue. The last like seventy five percent of that game I played. Well, that's too bad. I mean, well, I, I, I wasn't I had to beat it. <laughs> I, I never told you. I never told you you had to beat it. I was just like, no, you didn't tell me. I, I was just like, maybe you should beat it. I, I don't know. I had to beat it. 
Because I was like, I don't really, I don't really have the money to buy DQ11 right now, just because I spent a lot more on vacation than than I wanted, and also like, I want to beat Ease before I before I get into another RPG, you know, just because I'm really liking that one, and if I jump to another one, then I'll never, then I won't, you know, that's just what I'm like. I'm tired of not finishing games, so I'm just trying to finish Ease and the Messenger before I get into anything else. And I haven't even barely touched Octopath. I've only put like five hours in that. I don't know when I'm going to get to that one. Well, I've been playing a lot more, so, you know, I set up my PS4 in my bedroom so that I would play it more. Mm. And uh, I have been playing it more now because it's... I have a, my Switch dock in there, too, so I play a lot of Octopath. But, yeah. Uh, I, I finally went back to Last of Us, and I've made some progress in that. And the way I did that was switch it to easy. Oh, and yeah. I don't feel bad about it. I did it first for a second, and then I was like, I want to actually enjoy this game. Sure. But but the difficulty difference between medium and easy is really dumb. Like, <laughs> you pretty much just always win. Yeah. You can just, like, run up to the zombies and punch them, except for the, the clickers or whatever, but uh, <laughs> punch them to death. So that's what I've been doing, and it's a lot more fun now. I've gotten experience more of the story and sure. uh, all the, like, cinematic presentation that people rave about mm. so i've got that to finish too and then i've got um i do have final fantasy 9 that i bought on the ps4 that i completely forgot about yeah I'll play some of that there's plenty to play without buying a new game mm. i just you it'd got... be kind of fun to be part of like the zeitgeist or whatever of dragon quest 11 sure uh well i mean Dr- dragon quest 11 has been out for like over a year i on, know that but in japan here. so it's been in the zeitgeist for a while no i know but uh in here yeah, I was gonna say you should you should finish that hundred hour uh, Persona Five. How about that one? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one too. Yeah, I do have Persona Five. That's like a hundred plus hours. I kind of hate, I kind of hate RPGs that have a hundred hours on them, but uh, just because it's really hot because I don't think that I'll ever finish them. I don't know how I put like almost two hundred hours into uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, but somehow I did that. But I think it's also because I left it on a lot to accumulate. Yeah. Money. Oh yeah. And also like Zelda. I mean, I guess I put a lot of time into that. But yeah, no, I mean, I hope that you can make it through Octopath, and I hope you're not doing I will. it. I'm going to. I hope it's not super miserable to you because I want you to enjoy the game. I mean, if you don't like the game, then don't play it anymore. You know, I just always go back to you know, I'm using my Super Nintendo controller to play this. This is so cool, yeah. and that kind of makes me feel better about it. Sure. And also, getting through that boss finally, that boss was really starting to bring me down. So I beating bet. that boss, it's been like a lot more fun since then because I've gotten to go to a couple of new towns and experience some new stuff by i've i'm pretty like i've been finding new weapons and armor at, in the shops but i already have all of it because i've been like yeah. finding it other other places so yeah that part's not as fun when you go to a new town and hope to find cool stuff in the shop and you already have it but other than that it's been good good experience i was going to tell you uh you can also play the messenger with your magical controller so that yeah, uh, could if you're uh if you oh you should dug up your 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 NES 8-bit, though, and the SNES 8-bit, though, and switch your controllers every time you switch time periods. <laughs> well, if you don't, you do need the L and R buttons and four buttons for when you're in the, in the, in the, if it's all, you can't play with only two buttons is what I'm saying. If, if it has, mm. but I think the one that the NES 8-bit, though, has four, though, right? It doesn't have four in uh I think it does. The one I have does, yeah. Because once you get, like, it doesn't use any of the trigger buttons. It doesn't use any of the trigger buttons until you get to the Metroidvania area, where, turns out, spoiler, your your scroll that you're trying to scary is a map, and you can look at it with L, which I thought was another hilarious thing. 
that like the message that you've been trying to deliver was just a map of the of the game, <laughs> and they finally tell you that like halfway through the game, they're like, "Oh, you hit L, yeah, your scroll is a map." So that's the only top buttons that you use, but but you could totally play it with your old controller if you wanted to. And I think it's I don't know I looked it up on online and it says that it's it's showing on sale to me for seventeen, but that might be because I have another thing I don't know. But it I think is it's, it's, I think it's, it's showing twenty for me. Yeah. Um, it's totally worth it, though. I don't know if I'll be buying another game anytime soon. I'm pretty broke, and I've got a lot more stuff to do with Octopath. Um, what's coming out soon for the P- Like, I guess we'll talk about that here in a second, but I don't know if yeah. anything's coming out for the Switch right away that I care that much about. Well, there's stuff. Do you want to... Wanna... I guess Undertale's coming out soon. Well, that's... I don't need to play that again necessarily. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about the Nindies Direct and all that. Take a break, and we'll be back with the news. So, yeah, there's some news that's happened since our last episode, since 136. Um, like I said earlier, there's been like 5 million directs. Um, there's been like uh, 10 million games in each of them. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's basically Nintendo said that they own all the games in the world and they're all going to come to Switch. No, mm-hmm. no, there was a there was another Nindy Direct. There's like a 15-minute one. came out like right after the British one, which is weird. There's a British one and then there was an American one. And then we're going to have another one. It's going to be like a 3DS, and it's funny that this is 3DS in there. But yeah, apparently there's going to be 3DS and Switch games talked about tomorrow. We'll talk to that about that one in Slash a minute. later on in this episode. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> tomorrow as in and later on this episode, that'll be our topic. But um, first off, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Nindies Direct real quick. Um, I, let's say like one uh, couple games. I, well, there's two games that I was really interested in. I think you guys, and I think Jeremy's in the same boat, actually. We could say the same. I think we have the same games that we're interested in. Um, one being uh, Minico. Was it was Minico's Night something or other? Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that game looks amazing. And uh, that, yeah, Minico's Night Market. Yeah, Minico's Night Market. It looks like uh, it looks looks like, like Animal Crossing. Lucasarts games crossed with Animal Crossing. Now, now, why does it look oh, like yeah. why does it look like a Lucasarts game? Like, I don't really feel the point and clickness of it. Well, I just mean like a adventure story based puzzle solving kind of game because it kind of looks more like animal crossing but with like a kind of a story is what is what it looked like to me but with lots of cats yeah no i like that you it's can grow cat grow specific. cats and sell cats and it's kind of 100 percent cats i mean we, we all of, like cats the, name of the, the cat that everyone worships is abe yeah and he's like a legendary cat that they don't know if it's real but eventually you get a befriend abe which is coincidentally also the name of japan's prime minister oh Oh, maybe his he's cat. Abe oh, something. Right. I can't remember his last name. But. Mm. Yeah, no, they, that game looks super cool. It looks looks really pretty, and and that's like a humble bundle game too, right? Like I was like watching the. Is it? Yeah, no, it was in the corner. Like I was watching the um, 
the direct earlier because it's been a while since I watched it. I try to refresh myself. And yeah, in the corner it says humble, humble, humble Bundle. So, But that's not going to come out till next year, early next year. But that game looks cool. The one that I really, another one that I'm interested in is that fucking Goose game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want that game so bad. The Untitled yep. Goose game or whatever. It's, it reminds I, me so much of Goat Simulator. Like in, yeah, in except, the wackiness and the except not sucky bizarreness of it. Yeah, I mean, Goat Simulator just—it's just a shitty game, and isn't that like well, the deal of it? Before I ever played it, <laughs> and I had just seen videos yeah. of it. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. first impression of it, it reminds me of the I'm, first time I saw a video of Goat Simulator. Yeah, yeah. I've put some pretty <laughs> solid time into Goat Simulator. I like that game. I mean, I've yeah, never, I've, it's so it's like so broken. It. It's funny. I mean, but granted, game, I have on the yeah. contrary, it looks polished. No, this one looks good. It looks like it really does. good, and I like how you can like steal hats from old people and stuff like that. It's right. great. That's what I. That's what I want in a game is being able to terrorize the old people because they deserve it. I hope it's actually titled "Untitled Goose Game." Yeah, I hope that it's. I, I wish they they should just call it that damn goose. It's the supposed game. to be out in the next few months, so hopefully they can get a name for it. No, I, I thought it was coming I'm surprised out. Surprised they wouldn't have a name for it yet. Oh, I thought it was coming out next year. I thought that was in the 2019 camp. Early 2019, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess that is within the next few months. Early could be like April. I mean, we are in month nine now. We only have three months left, which is kind of, I've been thinking about my, uh, you know, like I said earlier with Messenger being on the top 10 and all that. I'm kind of like, we've got three more months to put put together our top 10s for the year. Mine's already uh, kind of halfway there. I just need to replay some that, games. Uh, what's this game called? Um, treasure Stack? Oh, yeah, yeah. This one. Yeah, one Treasure Stack. Yeah. The one that, that looks, looks like really Wario's cool. Woods. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what I, that's actually what I have in my notes. Looks like Wario Woods, only probably better. Wario Woods, Wario's Woods gets kind of... There was a point in the game where it stopped being fun because it was moving too fast. and I don't know. Then the controls became too complicated. But I got looks more that like, game for a while. Like, oh yeah, it's fun. I discovered it really in college at some point. I, I had an emulator with it on there, and my my NES USB controller, and that was my go-to. I played that a lot. Mm. I think I got it as my game on Animal Crossing. You found Wire like, Woods? I thought that was like the really hard one to find. Maybe I didn't get it then. I did eventually get it, but maybe I cheated to get it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah. I remember playing it a lot at some point in time on some console. Maybe yeah. it was my computer. Or, yeah. You know what? It might have been the Dreamcast. You you might have you might have unlocked it on there eventually, though. I don't know. I feel like we played it somewhere. Maybe it was on Animal Crossing, or maybe it was on the NES disc or something. But I don't really know Wario Woods that well. But I think this game looks cool. You have like a we have like hook shots and shit that you use. Is what it looks like mm-hmm. to like stack treasures on something and. I don't know. It's a game that I would just jump into to play. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I don't really need to know a whole lot about it, I guess, to play it. Apparently, it was at MG. Apparently, it was at MGC, and we missed it because uh, Janet did a video about it in front of the show. But uh, I thought it looked a lot like stylistically, graphic wise, it looked like the game that they showcased just before Treasure Stacker and Towerfall. I, yeah, and I thought those were the same game. I thought that was like a different mode in that oh. game. Oh yeah, they do have similar graphics. You know, a lot of these games right. do have a similar graphical style, which is just like you know the prevalence of indie games. I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. what happens. But uh, what about what about on Towerfall? That's kind of cool. You can you get to be a Madeline from Celeste. Yeah, the evil, the evil one and the good one. Oh, Madeline, yeah, Madeline. I think yeah. She, I think she's like one character that you switch between. Kinda it's like, like uh, Sheik and Zelda and um, 
Smash Brothers. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like an Echo character, right? Like like Smash yeah, Brothers yeah, Ultimate. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. I don't cool. know if I'll get Towerfall, but I don't know. Did you like have any of you guys any have any experience with Towerfall? Like I've never played it, no, and I don't know anything it. about Certainly it. Certainly heard of it. But apparently it's huge. Like a lot of people like it, but I've never played it. I don't know anybody that played it, so I know absolutely nothing about. I think Towerfall. it is the same people that made Celeste. Is or it at least the same publisher? That's what they said. Yeah, Matt makes games, right? Because uh-huh. Celeste, Celeste was only made by a couple people. I think like it was made by a handful of people, supposedly. I know who did the soundtrack because I follow her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's pretty cool. She tw- she tweets a lot. Yeah, I know. I follow her on Twitter too. Um, but. Uh, what else was there on there? Like a Hyperlight Drifter is a that's going to be available actually like tomorrow, I think. Yeah, on Thursday, same day as the yep. direct. Well, tomorrow slash today slash yesterday. Whenever you hear this. Oh yeah. yeah, they did say at the beginning of the presentation because um, we kind of I don't know did we say it? Yeah, I think when we when we recorded we said it that what was it going to be? Just the same presentation from uh, from Europe, just without the you know, with a different narrator, but they yeah. do shout out the, uh, Europe European presentation at the beginning and say, this is the, the unofficially the part two of the Gamescom presentation. I hope that the, the next N- the Nintendo direct that happens tomorrow is the same thing where they're like, Oh yeah. And this is part three. Uh, here's a, <laughs> here's 30 more indie games. And they're like, no, stop. <laughs> but yeah, th- there's like a lot of them that you expect to be on there. They do have a whole switch channel now for, I- for indie games. Like mm-hmm. they're just, Oh yeah, yeah there you can is. Just go find out all about indies, like in this, mm-hmm. I guess it's a channel. I didn't know there were channels, but I guess there's already a couple other ones on there. Is it available? Like, can you download? Like, how do you get this channel? I think so. Like, do you get it from the? Because I haven't seen it. Like, I check the eShop Maybe pretty often. Out. But uh, I, it was one of the. La- it was the last thing they announced before they they did the the disappointing end teaser part. Mm. What was the end teaser part? Where he was like, oh, and then one more announcement. And you're like, oh, shit, what's it going to be? Like, getting really excited. Cause you, and it was a game that was released right then, but it was just Into the Breach. Oh, a lot of people are really liking that game, though. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. A friend of the show, Justin Vega, he's super into it. It looks like another RT, or yeah, one of those. Yeah, the uh, turn-based. Games, whatever they call them. Turn-based um, strategy. TBS. Isometric strategy games. Yeah, I call them TBS. But uh, it's like, it's kind of like a. Uh, Fire Emblem, but with mechs. I mean, it looks it looks uh, like something I might get into. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I got a lot of stuff on my plate right now, so I'm not going to get it yet, but I might get into it in the I future. I think IGN gave it a solid review. I, I think I saw they gave it a 9.0 or something. Yeah. Was it from the same yeah. guy that gave the messenger an 8? Because that guy sucks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Whoever that guy was. Another one of the games on there was Desert Child, and I actually saw that game at E3. It oh, was yeah. at Indiecade, and it was just just behind our table that we had. They had a uh, arcade cabinet set up, like a custom arcade cabinet set up where you could play it. And I didn't actually get a chance to play it, but a lot of mm. people were crowding around it and watching it. I got the impression it was a pretty hot game. And well, it's actually, called De- Desert Child. Desert Child, yeah. There was yeah, one. I don't have that on my notes for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it was only one of those ones that was like a blip on there. I think they showed it for like three seconds. I recognize the but, name because I thought you, I recognize the name because I remember you mentioning it before, John. Right. But I didn't it's, remember it's, what you said about it. It's one where um, you're like riding a, uh, like a, what, like a, like a Star Wars speeder bike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scrolling, you know, side scrolling, but uh, the graphics kind of look like a very stylized, like nineties PC game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think, no, was it? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I guess I saw it in there somewhere, but I don't remember 
what exactly yeah, yeah. I just like. remember seeing that arcade cabinet with a bunch of best of E3 awards slapped on it. So pay attention to that one. Yeah. And that's probably, yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff that was on here is due out like next year. But So we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, there needs to be a Mario Maker on Switch already, or they need to port it or whatever. Oh, yeah. There's but that. There's, there's a game called, coming out called Levelhead. Levelhead, I can't yeah. I feel like. <laughs> You can make it's your own inspired level. Inspired by Cuphead, the name, but Levelhead. It, it also it looks a little bit like Mario Maker in that everything in the game, well, except in this case, I think everything in the game is user created. So all the levels you play are made by other players. Yeah, that game's the brawl out of Mario Maker games. Okay, is that what it is? Yeah, I guess so. It, it does look like <laughs> it's, it's side scrolling, like beat 'em up kind of platformer kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like the substitute and it's a four player thing too. Not the game you actually want. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it's the yeah. okay. In that case, yeah. It does it does look like Mario Maker. I mean, it's got that sort of look to it, but it does have know. a it it does have a multiplayer which Mario Maker doesn't have, so they got that going for. Them. They got the four player at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, no, that game looked all right. I mean, yeah, it's basically going to fill going to fill the hole that uh, you know, for people who want Mario Maker. It's basically and it's kind of funny, like seeing it, like just basically looks exactly like Mario Maker, like how you draw out the walls and all that. It's kind of like a lot of people being like, "Hmm." That's why I wonder, like, with the the new direct tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be like, "Hey, Mario Maker, boom, slap it down." Was there any uh, anything else that uh, stuck I out? Saw, stuck uh, out when to I you? saw King of the Hat, I keep hearing people like saying, "Oh, oh my God, Hat and Times coming to the Switch." They said it wouldn't come. They, the, the developer said that game would never come to the Switch. But we're getting had in time. I don't know anything about that game, but and a King lot of, of people hat. seem to love it. <laughs> Never heard of it. But when I saw King of the Hat, I was like, "Oh wow, this is finally ha- I'm finally learn about a hat in time." Come to find out, King of the Hat's a different hat-based platforming <laughs> game where you can be a washing machine. For some yeah, reason. King of the Hat was kind of like okay. It's like Smash Brothers with hats, is what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like a brawling game, but something about the hats is important. Like it gives you your power ups, and then yeah, you can be a washing machine. Yeah, Desert Child. Kind of like, couldn't you be a washing machine in Banjo Kazooie? Like this, this isn't the first time you could be could. a washing machine in a video game. Yeah, that's odd. Uh, De- um, I just looked. I was just looking at the video. Uh, Desert Child. Uh, Desert Child looks like um, it basically looks like that that uh, level in Battletoads. We were like on the speeder. It, lo- oh, it looks okay. like it looks oh, like yeah. that. That fucking level is like how I would describe it. That's the first thing I thought of was that fucking level that nobody can beat. But I guess like that forever. But yeah, it does look really cool. What was it? A uh, Bastion got announced. The that's game, right. actually, one that's more than that. Well, Bastion's the one where like it, it uh, narrates you as you go. I never really played that game, but a lot of people like it. A uh, Transistor, also by the same company. I watched Conan play a little bit of that. Didn't think it was all that good, but. Major thing Fashion's is that kind of cool. I've played a little bit of it. I think the major. Yeah, I, that game. I think the major thing is uh, that sword and sorcery game. Did you ever play that game on iOS or iPad? Because I actually mm-hmm. have that game, and it actually was uh-huh. even. I put it in my uh, in the WART Radio Indie episode. It's in there because I wanted to. I wanted to have like an exclusive indie from pretty much every system, and including the iOS, and that was like the one I thought of because. That was the game that I played that I thought was pretty cool, you know. And it's all like touch based, yeah. so I'll be really interested to see how it works on a controller. But I actually got Bastion, Sword and Sorcery, and Limbo as part of the same humble bundle. Oh, okay. For yeah. for uh, iPad or whatever, iPad or iOS or iPhone. Uh, back on, on the Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Did did you? Uh, I never beat Sword and Sorcery all the way through. Did you make it all the way through on that one? I think I maybe played it for two hours or so total. Yeah, it it looked really cool, but I think I, I think I got stuck at a part or something like that. But I don't know. It's definitely a stylish game, but at the time I didn't have a gamepad for my computer, so it was just kind of frustrating to play. Sure. Yeah, I played it played on the phone, so it's so mostly just FTL is coming to the Switch, right? To say because Into the Breach is by the people that made Faster Than Light. I think that's coming out for the Switch as well. I have that on Steam. It's really hard, but it's kind of fun. It's a very novel concept. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I heard it somewhere, but I don't think it was in the. Don't think it was in the. It, it wasn't. Video. No, it wasn't in the indie direct. But man, so many indies. Is there any? Were there any other games that you want to talk about from there? From the indie, we don't need. We don't. I, need I to sort of. I would say we don't have to mention all of them, but that Zarvot one looked cool because it was like <laughs> with the boxes. Kind of looked like I remember, like I've never played Cube before, but it reminded me a little bit artistically of that. And the, and yeah, like that like cubes that weird unboxed that game that I still want to get that looks awful for the Switch. It's like, it's like a 3D platformer where you're a box. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for I'm waiting for it to be like five dollars and I'll totally buy it and play it. Even though I think it's been about that, but it's just an earlier game that I thought looked bad but fun. You should wait yeah. for a limited games release of it so you can have it in box. Yeah, like yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't buy box games. But uh, yeah, no um. Yeah, that that weird that weird box game looks pretty cool. The Zardot, wherever it is. So, um, there was also another major thing that wasn't in the Nindies Direct, is uh, Streets of Rage Four. Streets of Rage getting a release, uh, a remake, or whatever. What do you guys think about that game? Uh, I'm not really sold on that trailer. Like they they were missing like the amazing music in there, and I'm also kind of pissed that Skate's not in there and that other guy's not in there. It's just Axel and Blaze. But well, maybe I they're just going back to basics for it. So yeah, but don't, but don't do that. Go to go to Streets of Rage too. That's the best one with skate in it. Skate is awesome, is what I'm telling you. There's no skate. I would also then. bet that there's a lot more to announce, and they're going to do DLC and all that stuff where you can get skate and all the other characters, whatever. You know, I think there's there's more they're they're going to do with it. So I'm pretty excited. I I feel like um, the art style. I'm not it's totally weird. sold on it. Yeah, like, it looks strange. I liked I liked the animation in the actual cinematic of the trailer, which looked to me like like an '80s Saturday morning cartoon, but a little bit more badass. But the actual gameplay it looked a little too clean to me. Mm-hmm. I would like them to kind of rough it up a little bit because Streets of Rage had that sort of punk edge to it. But this looks a little too clean. I hope they I don't know throw some dirt on it here and there. Yeah. No. True. Yeah, I don't know. It's and it's a it's a hard act to follow Streets of Rage two for me, like being one of my favorites. And I mean, you know, they did the Dragon's Trap, which I really really liked, but that was also a remake. So I don't yeah. know. I guess we'll see like what happens with that Monster Boy game that they make. The I'm wearing games. my Streets of Rage shirt that you made me, Trey. Yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still working out for you. Still working out for me. Yes, it's good. It's good to hear. So yeah, we have. But I'm that. excited for it. Yeah. Um, is there any, uh, let's see, uh, any major news I did, stuff? I did want to yeah. say, like, John, John said I, John said I was Jeremy Blaze, or Blaze Mikowski. Yeah, because you're a blazer. That's right. <laughs> right, and he didn't even know I drive a blazer. Didn't so. even know, it was just fate, you know. It's, you just, so, it's so appropriate. And he didn't know. You just emanate Blaze. And, and hey, what do you do with a car? Out. You put it on the streets. There you go. I use it on streets. And sometimes and get I get road, road rage. rage. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and sometimes like you it. wear blazers also while you drive your blazer. You do both. Ah. Do you do that sometimes? Probably. Sometimes I listen to the Blazers. A Blazers came on the rail. Did you? Uh, 
Did you see that there's a special tournament now on uh, Mario Tennis Aces? Oh, yeah, Mario Tennis Aces. I forgot about that. That game. happened. Uh, and it, it's kind of funny because there's like a tournament and it's like, oh, hey, if you play this tournament, you can unlock uh, Diddy Kong. And I'm like, oh. oh, and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to unlock Diddy Kong. So like I, I booted up for a second and then I had to like go, I don't know, like go make food or something. I didn't never actually play anything. I jumped into the tournament, but I never actually played anybody. So I like put the switch in sleep mode. And I came back and I put it and I brought it out of sleep mode and it was like, "Hey, you got Diddy Kong," and I'm like, "What? I didn't even do anything." <laughs> so it was based on how long you had been logged in, not on. It, I guess it's a part. It was a participation bonus, but it was funny that I didn't even play a single match. And they're like, "Oh, here's Diddy Kong," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I, I thought I had to like build up some points or something. Like I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll play the online tournament." So I got on the online tournament. Done, good boy. Here's Diddy Kong, <laughs> and I like I said, I put it to sleep. Because I had to go do something, and I came back, and it's like, oh, here's Eddie Kong. I'm like, oh, I didn't even fucking play a match. All right. Congratulations. You earned it. It's funny. It was just really funny that it's like, uh, okay. Rescue Donkey Kong. Participation bonus. And I went back and tried that stupid level that I've been stuck on forever, and I still couldn't do it. But I destroyed, I, I, I broke three rackets, and then he beat me on his last racket. But yeah. But yeah, that's going on. You know, uh, there's a there's an arms party crash this weekend. I'm sure I'll mess around with that a little bit, because it's always fun to play that game online it's a uh, whatever that the new uh create the doctor lady the newer one versus bike and uh, barton bike whatever barton bite bark and bite yeah so that's going on i'll, I'll stream that i'm sure that's, that's there is another sega sequel coming to switch toe jam and earl toe jam and earl back in the groove yeah i know yeah. absolutely nothing about that about those games i never played any so i played it briefly um and it's the original one it's it's different than i expected it's I can't even put a finger on exactly what it is, but it's not a platformer. It's not what the you fir- the first one. It's a yeah, top down thing. Right? It's an it's an early roguelike, like well, not early roguelike, but an early console roguelike. Is it? Yeah, like That's everything's what random. Call it a straight up roguelike. Yeah, I know it's like a isometric ish, right? Isn't it the way you right. play it? Yeah, right. But it's random. But this... like everything's randomly generated. Weird. What do you do? Find and find I don't, Earl. I don't remember exactly. You like find you like find pieces of your ship or something. I think in each level, and then, mm. then you get to move on to the next level once you get all your. I think that's pretty much how it works. Oh, weird. Yeah, I've never played it. I don't know. I've known anything about it. I have the second one on Sega, and I was really excited because I just knew it was a. I thought Panic on Funkotron was the first, but I guess mm. that's the sequel. So I bought that when I got my Sega for my coworker with all those games and. Yeah, it's not all the game I expected it to be. It's like a side-scrolling platformer. It's like completely different. Oh, weird! Right. I wonder what the new one will be like then. Probably the probably new one's going to be like more to like the, the first one. Yeah, yeah I would PS. think. Yeah. Yeah, and they they also um, added a pretty cool art style to it. It's, um, I don't know how to describe it, Funky. but it's almost like like indie Funky comics. Tron. It looks like like old indie comics. Yeah. So like R. Crumb or something, kind yeah. of sketchy looking. <laughs> yeah, lots of lines and stuff. So it looks choice. pretty cool. You think they would just embrace the '90s revival and just like have it look super, super '90s? Yeah, right. That super pastel, like you know, it's funky like, '90s, and you know, he's got like you know his high tops and whatever. Okay. So yeah, it, it is super '90s. It's got to stay that way because it's so. Those games are just like snapshots in history. Well, it's like as a, far as their like style and yeah, their style. It's like it's like Windjammers, which we completely forgot to mention. But Windjammers one and two, I knew one was coming oh, right. out, but two. But they made a hilarious trailer where it's just like a 
super 90s dude like sitting on the couch being like yeah wind jammers so uh let's uh, let's talk about the uh direct that's going to happen tomorrow real quick and then we'll of course you know jump forward in time and, and talk about what actually happens but let's have a let's have a prediction from everybody here about what they will unveil tomorrow in the big direct so well, should we make maybe each make one like realistic prediction and then one wild prediction okay if okay. you want to i mean i think yeah i mean mine'll i don't know i think all my predictions are one or, or both <laughs> wild and uh wild and like straight anyway uh who I, got, I, got, I got mine i got mine i got mine so realistic prediction i think they're going to announce a new uh online focused first party game so that it won't just be smash out there carrying the load for mm. for nintendo online i think they're going to announce some other big online nintendo game that's my realistic prediction my it'll be called legs the sequel to arms <laughs> legs it's a running game it'll be uh, called it'll be called like a squirt tune or something i don't know <laughs> My unrealistic prediction, this is my hope, I would say, my prayer. Grand Theft Auto V is the big third-party online game for the Switch. Yeah, still, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. I mean, it's weird that it hasn't yet, but who knows? I, I saw that there was like a sale on uh, on those Rockstar games on PS3 mm-hmm. or PS4, and they're still like, they're still, they're not really, they're still selling like that for like 50, 60 or whatever, but that's for like the ultimate bundle, I guess. But what what I think they should come out with on your idea of like first party online, they're going to come out with Pikmin Four. Except Pikmin Four is going to be an MMO, and we will we will all be Pikmin, and some, and there will be like a Nintendo person on there that's like the Olimar <laughs> God that just throws us at people, and that'll be the game. <laughs> that's it. Pikmin Four, the MMO. That's what we're getting for for our online game. So that's what I'm predicting out out of your prediction. So that doesn't count as one of my predictions. So is that is that your regular one and your uh, Outlandish yep. or super out there one. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's who knows? Basically, what, what I think is probably going to happen, and it probably would have definitely happened if Jeremy or I had bought Dragon Quest Eleven, is I think that they're going to announce a date for Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch. And I also have a feeling that there might be another RPG on there. I I don't know. I saw some Twitch, some Twitter stuff of people talking about Persona Five being announced for Switch. So those are kind of my two predictions. We're going to see a release date for Dragon Quest Eleven, or we're going to see an announcement for Persona Five on Switch. That's what I, is what I'm thinking about that. And uh, yeah, and maybe something about maybe they'll unveil something cool of of because I feel like all of the NES stuff that we're getting with the online service is kind of lame. Like one of their Twitter, one of their tweets was like, "Hey." You get to play Mario Brothers with your friend online. It's like, oh, God. stop trying to sell me on that stupid game. I hate that fucking game. Like, the, like only you, th- the most I ever played that game was on accident in Mario 3. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't play it when it was bundled with every Mario Advance game on Game Boy Advance. They really try to push you on that fucking game. But yeah, I mean, it's all of those games that they've showed that you can play online are kind of dumb, aside from like Mario 3, I guess, but. It'd be cool if there was something new in there that we haven't played, or like if they announced, you know, of course, the coveted Mar- Mother Three or something. Put that behind their their online service. But like what you were saying other, earlier, Jeremy, they might not even talk about the online service. Who knows? Even though we're like what a couple weeks away from it, though, I think it's supposed to happen like the twentieth, right? Or after the twentieth. So we're pretty close. What are your predictions? All right. So my realistic prediction 
We're going to finally find out about this Yoshi game. Like, what the hell? Is there? We're going to find out more about it. Cause they I didn't, hope so. They haven't mentioned yeah, anything right. about that game at all. They didn't, mention, game. they didn't even mention it at E3, did they? No, it wasn't no. there at all. People so were it was upset. like absent from E3 completely, which was like, what? Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to finally hear something about that, even if it's just like a new trailer or a, a release window. I don't know if we'll get a release date. Yeah. Well, as far as wild predictions go... I hadn't thought about this one too much, believe it or not, even Urban. I suggested the idea. Um, Urban Yeti Switch. So let me just go out there. <laughs> well, originally I wanted to say, okay, you know what I'll say. We're going to find out what the new Classic Edition is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They're going to oh, announce oh, the new Classic that. Edition, and it's going to come out in the holiday season, because obviously it's hey. not coming out this month. Like it usually yeah, they're a little late about announcing that, so maybe you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be my wild prediction that we're going to hear about whatever the new classic is, and it's going to come out for the holiday season. It's going to be like one of their, you know, their big things they're pushing on Black Friday and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's my outlandish prediction. Um, I'm going to pull it from one of your predictions before E3. Uh, they're basically, since they're, since they're saying that they're showing 3DS games in here, they're going to show you the brand new 3DS. That's going to be the, they're going to unveil the 4DS. Or whatever it's called. That's my outlandish prediction. That they're going to be like, oh yeah, and since we're still doing 3DS games, here's this big, here's the 3DS 5000. It's fucking super huge and it's awesome. Got, yeah. So hey, it's got the two screens on it, and then it's got a projector for a third screen. <laughs> yeah. It projects it into your mind, and you feel it. You don't have to see it. I mean, yeah, with I the Switch it. and the 3DS and all the different classic systems, this is the seventh pillar. This is the seventh <laughs> pillar. <laughs> we're building the house here. we got a lot of pillars. Temple. Who incidentally Sometimes. the apocalypse is going to begin tomorrow too because the <laughs> prophecy has told us there'd be a seventh pillar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It right. says leave luck to heaven in the original prophecy, which of course we know means Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I, I like I said before, I really wish there would have been some time between the last direct and this direct because I'm kind of like I'm like Nintendo. I got a million games already, man. Like there's not really. And I already, I'm already been planning out my big spend, my big like, my big games like that I want to get. Like, it's basically DQ11, Valkyrie, Valkyrie Chronicles Four, um, yeah, Eleven, Eleven Blizzards, uh, Valkyrie Chronicles, Mario Party, and and uh, Smash Bros. I think are my big releases through the end of the year. You know that I'm planning on spending money on, but I don't know. They could throw something else in there. Uh, also, realistically, they should show some Metroid Prime Four stuff. I think it's almost oh, the right. end of the year. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people have been wanting that, so maybe we'll see some of that. And maybe we'll see that ridiculous fake Star Fox com- game. I'm kidding. We're not going to see that. Anyway. Uh, uh, Star Fox Grand, Th- Grand Theft Pre? Yeah. <laughs> Star Fox Grand Theft Auto Pre. <laughs> Grand Theft Fox. Oh, man. That could be a lot of fun. A space-themed Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I guess I would be surprised if, for them not to say another, say a Rockstar game on there. Even though Rockstar, maybe Rockstar just doesn't care about the Switch since... Their dumb game that they put on there didn't didn't sell, but I don't know. Well, we'll find out in a few minutes. But do you guys have any more predictions, or do you want to just go to the direct afterward thing of us talking? I have a prediction that they're just going to announce five more directs in tomorrow's direct. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to give uh, us like a whole year schedule of when <laughs> all the directs are going to be. Uh, we're going to let you know that uh, every day for the rest of the year is going to be a direct. That's uh, yeah. And their in their last direct will yeah. Enough directs. Hopefully it's the last direct of the year. But I don't know. We will see in a few minutes. So stay tuned.
to the powerful earthquake in Hokkaido, the direct didn't happen. So we are unable to finish this episode because the next part of it was going to be our reactions to that direct. Um, Our hearts go out to all the people who have uh, been affected by the earthquake, and uh, we hope that everybody's okay. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about the direct, of course, whenever Nintendo decides to show it. Anyway, uh, you can check us out at NintendoMainPodcast.com. My Twitter is Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy's is, J- is at JMaxStack. Uh, you can watch our stuff on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast, or you can go to YouTube and look up YouTube.com slash F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. That's Fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Nintendo Switch teaser. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, oh, well, that song. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, one. Because it, um, it makes me think of Nintendo. It makes you think, right. of, it makes you think of Karen and rooftop parties. Yeah, that's what it makes you think of. <laughs> she liked one of my pictures on Instagram once, so it's go. all full circle for me.